Hello humans. Hello humans. It's almost nine in the morning. Wednesday, February 1st. So I have um, had a sort of everybody pay attention to February 2nd. A uh, little bit of a blurb out there. And it's it was about the release tension starting to dominate. So my data sets showed that uh, from uh, February 2nd, and everything's centered on the West Coast, right? So, so stuff may happen earlier um, <laughs> on other parts of the planet uh, or later, but it might still be February 2nd here. So th that's just kind of the way it works is I just center the uh, temporal markers around the West Coast of the US here. Pacific, Pacific time zone is what we call it. Anyway, uh, so the um, uh, the data shows that from the February 2nd onward, and my data view is very narrow now, right? It's not like I've got lots of long-term data. Um, the view maybe is out six weeks with something that approaches uh, a level of consistent accuracy. Uh, but the further out we go, the, the lower that level of accuracy is uh, in a general sense for those things that are uh, pending. And so there's a, um, a released, all right, so, all right, so there's building tension, building emotional tension, and then there's release of emotional tension. They can have the same uh, basic uh, qualifying language but there are mm, descriptors, adjectives, that uh, shift us from building tension into release tension. So uh, basically, uh, you could be in a situation where you had a lot of emotional tension and there were constraints in your mind or your um, environment that would prevent you from releasing this emotional tension. Or you could have a lot of emotional tension and be jumping up and down and uh, throwing a big fit about it. And so there, the, the tensions itself and its aspects of, uh, of effect on the body are different in both cases. And so there, and we're able to determine to some measurable, although not necessarily greatly measurable, but some measurable degree, we can determine what will dominate in any given particular period based on a projection from the language uh, that we find leading up to that period. I hope that makes sense. So basically, I'm scrubbing language, looking for emotional values, and I might find that we're gonna be in, say, high emotional states because of the language we're dealing with, and say that we were just operating on a scale of one to 10, maybe we're scaling on up into seven, eight, nine, and, and these days, guys, let's be clear, we're between nine and 10. So it's like 9.6, 9.7, something like that. We're way up near the um, extreme limits of, of the emotional tension, both building and release. And so uh, you can think of um, uh, building tension in a sense as, um, Everybody, uh, and so it's never really that clean. Let's be clear, you'll always have release tension at the same time you're gonna have building tension. Uh, it's just that one will be more visibly dominant than at other times. And so 
uh, you might find that uh, you, you're in a crowd rushing on up to um, uh, break into the presidential palace. You're going to have a particular set of uh, an emotional complex that will be dominated, even if it's only slightly, because maybe you're yelling and raising hell the whole time, and, and it's a real assault, and, a, and you know, you're all in on this thing, but you will have a slightly higher degree of tension that we call building tension, that I did, that I called building tension in my, in my um, analysis, over release tension, okay? And so the difference would be that you, you have this onrush, you're with a, you know, maybe there's 30, 40, 50,000 people and you're all rushing the presidential palace, everybody gets up to the gates, there's all kinds of giant brouhaha, um, you know, just uh, uh, riot conditions everywhere, chaos, noise, mass confusion, and all those are still building tension, even though you're yelling and releasing some of the tension as you go along. Um, you know, you're not like a stoic, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, um, you you get up to the palace, you break through with everybody else, the, the, the gates fall over, the wall starts crumbling, uh, you rush on up to the palace itself, the doors are easily kicked in, people come in through the windows. This is the kind of shit that they wanted you to think was happening to the United States Capitol on January 6th, was this kind of a deal. But there was never any of the tension that would have supported that. None, 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 in the language building up um, weeks in advance of that, right? There was a lot of fucking tension, but it was never going to pop off with that form of a release. Those kind of releases are very clearly marked. So we saw that in the language in Brazil after their election. We did not see that in the language here after our election. Norte Americanos are apparently more um, cauldrons and pressure cookers than we are, um, you know, big open pots on the boil. And so we didn't have those conditions. They hoaxed it up on January 6th. And, you know, nobody would believe me, but I could have said, no, this shit ain't going to happen. Uh, their their idea of, you know, an insurrection on January 6th, simply because of the language that it existed. But in any event, so here we are, February 2nd, 2023, coming up tomorrow, and that's the, the point at which my data suggested we would tip over. So it's a tipping point. We're going to tip over, in a general sense, to release language dominating. And so in, the, in our little description here, release language comes in as everybody's yelling in, in ecstatic victory as they kick in the doors of the presidential palace and it, and it and it dawns on them that it's all happening you know the evil dictator is, is going damn shit Whew. almost had a vaccinate oh it's dangerous out here guys oh. anyway uh so um so uh, uh on february 2nd or so on january 6th uh that kind of stuff, we didn't have the release tension that would have accompanied uh, a violent break-in and a taking over of the uh, government. That was That's the kind of stuff you get um, in the language ahead of the actual manifestation. We didn't have any of that. So now what we've got is language that indicates after, the, well, from my viewpoint on the morning, um, we, I have time, but it doesn't really matter. But So at like 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific Coast time, is when uh, my data suggests that we're going to cross over this mathematical threshold to more release uh, tension being 
uh, express than, than building tension. There will still be building tension, we just won't see it as the dominant thread uh, during that period of time because people will be venting. And so you can think of it as this as the point at which the, the uh, human population volcano uh, boils over and starts spouting and, and shooting lava up into the air. Now, my data sets uh, have no uh, predictable uh, end of this release tension. All right, so I can I don't have a I don't have anything in the data suggesting it's going to uh, wind down or go away a month from now. Right, what I do have are indications that it's um, we're at a maximum level and that it's pretty sustained and that there may indeed be impetus that comes along in a few weeks to boost it back up again and this may uh this kind of um up and down business but at the far edge of the uh extreme up uh but only down a little bit and then back up again and that that kind of stuff may go on for a number of months so this might continue out until june july august or beyond right so this might be a multiple year event uh, or, or a series of events that propel this emotional tension. And I am unable to determine that from this point uh, with my data because uh, because of a lot of things basically amounting to the censorship and so on, my system got thoroughly hosed and I've cobbled together what I can that I think is reliable out of it. And this is just the best I can do. Any, anyway, so, um, getting paranoid guys <laughs> other cars really freak me out now um we've had a lot of accidents on this road the road is dangerous anyway i've got like a 50 mile drive more or less to to uh get to where i need to go here to get to like civilization from my little village um and it's as i say it's getting dangerous people are just not paying attention and for whatever reason I've noticed lots of people are out of their lane and they seem to be as though fixated driving down on the center lines. Just really weird. Anyway, so uh, February 2nd, uh, release language starts to dominate. Now we can, we can project as to what kind of releases and so on. I'm not particularly going to go there at this point. Um, I'm more focused on the uh, longer term effects so looking out a little bit further so once we get into tomorrow into the release tension and I see that oh yeah indeed my projections were accurate and the release tension is starting to, to come out then what I'm going to be looking for is where it's going to peak okay because tomorrow will just be the beginning usually on release tension you'll have a big pop and then it'll fade to some degree as everybody sort of adjusts and says basically, okay, what happened here? What are we talking about? That kind of thing, right? And then it'll build back up and then it'll release again if that event that was the triggering um, point for the release did not clear out enough emotional tension. Uh, you can kind of think about it as like uh, you drank uh, 20 cups of coffee, you're just jittery as fuck, you walk along and you know something's just gonna scare the crap out of you and then there's a little tiny firecracker and you have a little tiny bit of that that um, shock or, or uh, a release, so to speak, from that tension that, that you expected. Um, and then, but, but it's not all released. And so that's what we're gonna be going into. This is kind of a difficult thing to describe. I'm sorry I'm belaboring the point, but 
for me, it's a very unusual set of circumstances. We've had uh, uh, building tension and release tension uh, always is simultaneous, but predominantly over these past few years, we've always had building tension dominate throughout the year with intermittent release episodes. And so this, what we're coming into is atypical to my experience or my data's experience in uh, forecasting this kind of stuff. And so this is very unusual, a long-term release period. And, um, and I, as I say, I think it begins on February 2nd. Now, it's, I had no idea that we were going to get a green comet. And that's like spooky as fuck, guys, because green comets are all associated with triffids and stuff. <laughs> so don't go out and look at it. It'll make you blind, and then we'll have, uh, you know, human-eating plants that will come along and strip the flesh off of you. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just weird. Comets, uh, as the malarific sign from ancient past the you know the denominator from universe that hey humans pay attention shit's going down and uh, and it's showing up on February 2nd so I had my February 2nd stuff I don't know maybe I told um, Joe and Bix and uh, Jean-Claude uh, some of the other guys maybe we've been talking about this a month maybe six weeks or so um, I'm gonna be doing some more data analysis, that is to say data gathering then analysis, uh, later in the week, but I've got all kinds of like physical reality shit I got to get done here uh, this week and, and uh, set projects in motion and that kind of things. So it, it may be next week before I can get at it. There's just no real driving uh, import for it. At this point, there's nothing we can do about it anyway. It's baked in the cake. It starts tomorrow if I'm accurate. Or, or really, you know, the way these things go, it's already started. The wave should become more visible, visible enough to impact on consciousness of those people that are not really paying attention to it, but they'll get a, a tweak, a little slap across the face uh, from universe that, that will just set them a little bit different starting tomorrow. So there's a whole lot of uh, a range of um, impacts of this on humans, but there's also the, and that's also um, uh, moderated, altered by the uh, state of awareness of that individual human that's receiving those impacts. traffic stuff. Anyway, so, um, I'm going to be setting up a series. I, I, I planned it as a series because there's a whole lot of material to cover. Uh, but I'm going to set up a series of talks, uh, with some really sharp minds. All right. And so I've identified, uh, uh, people that I want to chat with. Um, and I'll start lining up these um, uh, talks and it's going to be um, you know recorded live talk kind of stuff and we're going to get into some of these elements that are going to be affecting us over these next few years from different perspectives okay so that you don't just get bogged down in my my wacky understanding of this shit um, 
I've got people like uh, Ken Schwartz. He's uh, the head of the C60 Purple Power. Uh, he's like a legit scientist, you know, uh, cred, you know, and um, been employed at it, that sort of thing. And he also, he grocks the space alien angle. And so we need to get into that just because of where we're at. And I've got, got a few other people. I won't mention any names in case it, you know, because it puts pressure on them, that kind of thing. Um, it's going to be interesting, okay, because we're at a point where my understanding of, um, of the potential for events to develop uh, suggests that we're at a, um, a social flux point where, okay, so we're going to have the overwoo, the narradigm of the, the COVID vax and the Ukraine war and all that, all that shit is going to uh, fall away in big chunks and then what's left will gradually dissolve over a longer period of time, but the big chunks will open up holes and we will get the building of a new understanding of things, all right? But if you if you watch my talk with Rafi um, from Israel, uh, which I which he posted yesterday, and I've got a link on Twitter and stuff. Uh, but if you watch that, you will see a point where he starts expressing his uh, emotional turmoil about the circumstances that he's in relative to the COVID injectables. Okay, because his mind, you know, as he says, he was a believer, you know, believer in the facts, got his kids vaxxed, all of that kind of shit, right? And now look at the world he's in. And so he has this um, uh, expression of, of released tension in our discussion. And so if you listen to his words, he is like prototypically expressing um, a release emotion or, or having a release emotion episode because he'd had too much building tension on his mind uh, as all this shit went down. And so he uses particular words and you can see it in his face. He's very genuine about it. You know, the guy is uh, legitimately at that point expressing uh, uh, his emotional crises that he's gone through and going through relative to this whole mess. And so he's sort of like a little tiny microcosm of what all our social orders are going to go through. Uh, it's going to get, it's going to get really strange and to a great degree, probably in the specifics will be unpredictable. So um, there's this concept that uh, if you were to like set up uh, 100,000 matches, okay, and put all the matches in a little tiny piece of clay and you go to a, your local gym, um, you know, your high school gym or something, and you put all these little matches in a little lump of clay, and then you go stick all these matches with their, we're talking wooden matches with the little, you know, strike anywhere match head, and you put them all close together with all the match heads sticking up at the same height such that you've covered the whole gym floor, right? And so, uh, so you have a primed surface. Now, in this concept, the concept is that you could light um, any of those matches, but from that point on, the spread of that flame is entirely, is primarily, mostly unpredictable uh, to our minds. 
without a great degree of analysis ahead of time, and even then, it's only going to be your analysis and maybe only going to be uh, possible that it could get 20% accurate. So, you know, once shit pops off, it's just unpredictable. You cannot say where the shrapnel of a bomb exploding is going to end up. That's basically the concept that, that we're coming across. That we're coming up to this spark, and once the spark happens, all bets are off. So, uh, you know, it's like with war, right? You plan and plan and plan and plan based on the last war you fought, and then you get into the war. It's not that war. It's an entirely different war, and everything goes to hell, and you got to start all over again in your thinking. And that's just the way that we're going to be getting into this. So the powers that be, um, the Kazarian Mafia, that's pimping for World War III, that, you know, has done the vax on people, trying to kill off 13 out of 14 people. These guys think that they've got the Jews uh, mind-controlled to understanding that the Jews are supposed to lead humanity according to their God, but all this shit is put out by the Kazarians, and the Kazarians are um, uh, putting themselves in this, in the driver's seat within their own little uh, ethos and mythos, and they're pushing this out through to the Jewish population in an attempt to get it to settle in on the rest of the world. But the Kazarian Mafia, the powers that be at the moment, are not prepared for what's coming, and they will they will react very, very, very badly because they are still working on their old plans, right? They don't understand um, the nature of how the world changes when you're otherwise occupied, so to speak. And that's what we're going to be getting into here um, over these next few months. I expect that we'll have predictable... So I'm, I'm watching a, a obviously vaxxed driver uh, driving a 30, 40,000 pound load of logs and for what, and he's just like the other Vax drivers I see, he's got a tendency to hug the center line. Now, a lot of these drivers are not vaxxed. I've run into some of these log truck drivers that are, um, I, I'm assuming this guy is because it's every time a car goes by, then he gets right back over to that center line. It is as though there's something compelling him to get that truck right where the wheels are right running down the double yellow lines. And this is a very narrow uh, country road, logging trucks heading both ways. I'm hanging back in case he smashes into something and I got to deal with that. This is a, you know, just a very dangerous time for all of us. Anyway, uh, road hazards aside, well, no, we're actually coming up into a, a social order road hazard. Um, what's going to happen at the tension level? Uh, I think there's going to be a near-term peak uh, in May. It might be towards the end of May, say after the 15th. And before the end of May, we're going to get like a near-term peak in some of the release language. I am led to think this by the nature of my data gathering because it doesn't really give me a, a lot beyond that, right? Uh, so that's just a supposition at this point. I'll have to do another data gathering to see if it holds up uh, as we go forward. Anyway, as I say, we'll find out. Uh, I'll have to... Getting to close to... Um, coming into my first destination here. And we made it. He didn't crush anybody with that truck. And I didn't get hit by any of these people coming at us that are driving on that center line, too. I've heard this reports from other people. I've seen it as I've been driving through town. 
and I'm just assuming that I, because it's new behavior, I'm just assuming that it's um, part and parcel of um, a side effect of the vax. Uh, but so here he is. We're into a much more heavily trafficked area, and he's uh, consistently hugging the yellow line, scaring the people that are approaching us into driving further over towards their edge of the road. Quite odd. Anyway, uh, the world is as it is. Um, so I suspect that sometime in May, uh, close to maybe the uh, end of that period, um, we'll get a near-term peak in the release language. There's no guarantee that that's the end of it. The, the way in which the descriptor sets are, are had rolled out suggests that it's going to continue maybe all of this year, maybe all of next year, that release language would dominate for long stretches. As I said earlier, this is very atypical. Uh, never seen this kind of thing before. So I know we're there now. We're at, at a major uh, social uh, change point. Bear in mind, I first started doing this stuff with the data. Uh, I started writing the code in the early 90s and started running reports off that code in 97. So I've been doing this stuff for a long time. And uh, I've gotten, well, reasonably good at it, uh, given the woo-woo nature of it all. So just a heads up, guys. There's nothing we can do about it. Uh, just bear in mind that there will be a tendency for um, the release language to be captivating. So if you're with a group of friends, you guys are young people, uh, you know, your, your hormones are, are flushed, you're healthy, uh, shit's going down all over, you're walking through the street, you see other people, um, you know, uh, crowding up and running and yelling and shit like that, be advised that it's going to escalate. So all of these episodes will escalate until there is a very large release from it. So if you're not... Um, consciously aware of your participation in it, uh, you may be captivated by it just by being involved with your friends, just being involved with uh, the crowds gathering and so on and so on. So situational awareness, people. Uh, it's just that time. Uh, anyway, so I'm looking forward to these uh, discussions with some of these people. Uh, they're really brilliant and uh, they'll really jog my thinking. I hope they do so for you. And we'll um, start uh, setting these things up and posting them probably sometime next week, though. Uh, just because there's so much shit going on this week that we've just got to get done here. Anyway, guys, um, that's it for now. And we will pick it up a little later.